0: Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jeremy Scott Fitness Podcast Radio Show. Coming to you on this Friday night here with an episode titled, You Are Not Your Job. Um, I don't think that even needs to be said, yet so many people live their life the complete opposite. And if you're hearing it from me, of all people... My name is Jeremy Scott. I run a business called Jeremy Scott Fitness. We have businesses titled Jeremy Scott Fitness, LLC, Team Jeremy Scott Fitness, you name it. Um, We own the trademark to it. If anyone can tell you you are not your job, it is the guy that basically has his name on every hat and t-shirt and water bottle and koozies and wristbands and et cetera, you name it. Every social media outlet is my name and is what I do and, and this is me saying it, I am not my job. I am much more than that, and so is every single one of you listening here today, yet many of us don't live our life that way. And I want to kick this off, uh, I'm going to go a handful of different directions here, and this is just me literally kind of hodgepodging things and just spitballing off the top of my head from a conversation my wife and I had earlier today um, about some coworkers and some people that that she's recently talked to and that I've talked to and I've seen in my space that have become... You know, so stressed and so worried about, you know, their job and the performance and, you know, getting written up and having meetings and really just worrying to a degree that's making them, you know, physically sick at times. And I'll share a story of my wife went through it years ago um, and how I used to feel with anxiety in terms of those things. But I'm going to kick off with a quote here from the great Tyler Durden from the movie Fight Club. If you guys are not familiar and you've never seen Fight Club, please go see it. Um, It's got to be, you know, top 10 all time, one of the best movies ever made because it goes so deep. And I remember seeing it as a younger kid. And those movies kind of always resonated with me that had a deeper underlying message if you were willing to look for them. Not only is it cool when you see dudes, you know, fighting and shit, because I'm always, you know, I'm into combat sports and that kind of stuff. But there was always a deeper message, and maybe that's why I'm this way today. I have to believe it's part of it, for sure, because I think there's a handful of things you see in life that really strongly influence you if you already have you know, kind of a, a predetermined, you know, pre-genetic disposition to follow that stuff. And the quote I want to share with you is this, and I quote, I'll paraphrase a little bit, you are not your job, you are not how much money you have in the bank, you are not the car you drive. You are not the contents of your wallet. You are not your fucking khakis. You are the all singing, all dancing crap of the world. End quote. I think the takeaway is you aren't your job. But yet so many of us are living our lives like we identify as that's all we do. That's who we are. That's the first thing people ask. What do you do for a living? And then they identify you as that person on the surface level. But to the people who really matter in your life, that you have deeper connections... It's probably like number 50 on the depth chart, even for me, a guy whose name is on the building and on the t-shirts that people wear here every single day. I am not my job. And the reason I bring this to the forefront is I showed this before on a podcast. Uh, my Uncle Tom just passed away a couple days ago, had uh, esophagus cancer, you know, The end here, you know, wasn't pleasant for him, and he's obviously in a much better place now. And as I think about that and other people who have died, you know, friends of mine recently, uh, you know, years ago, my grandma, grandpa, all these people. um, And and I use them, for example, like my grandpa, let's say. You know, he was a a firefighter. That's what he did for a career. Um, When I think of him, when we think back about his life, and the memories I have with him, um, the lessons he taught me, the, the the things we did, like the little trips we took of, you know, he taught me how to fish, how to do apple picking, like I, I grew up in the Midwest. Um, I don't think of him as a firefighter. I have some memories of, like, you know, going to the firehouse with him um, and seeing it and then seeing him wear, like, the fire department T-shirts and he would always have, like, their, you know, the official fire department photo with a cap and the, the entire outfit. But that's not how I remember him. That's not who he was. His legacy on this earth, I don't think, has anything to do with firefighting, in my opinion. Now, maybe his firefighter buddies, but even to them, I think he was just George. He was just the dude that they knew. He was just a good person. He worked hard. He had a family. You know, he was bullheaded. What You know, the good and the bad, like, they all took it with him. But yet, so many of us are working in jobs and we're getting so stressed and so run down and it's driving us so crazy It's making us physically sick. It's taking away joy from our lives. Because we got a bad, you know, we missed our sales goal here. Or because we lost this deal. Or because we had a bad quarter or a bad year. It's literally robbing us of the day we hear that news, it's robbing us of the next day and the next day and the next day. And we're dreading until we have the phone call with our boss. Or we're dreading when we have to report that, you know, for our q you know one, two, three numbers. It's making us physically ill. It's causing us stress, anxiety, and it is driving us into the ground. And I don't have an answer for every single problem. But for a lot of people, it stems from we're putting too much of our self-identity and importance on our job and our career and again I'm not telling you not to strive to do the best of what you can do for your job but understand like it's just a job even even what I do here yeah it's my legacy and it's what I do and I'm gonna take bigger losses than most of you guys are because when i you know when I get a ten thousand dollar loss here I feel it because I just lost ten thousand dollars when I get a twenty five thousand dollar loss here I feel it cuz I just lost twenty five thousand bucks when you guys lose you know a fifty thousand dollar deal a million dollar deal you didn't lose 50,000 bucks. You didn't lose a million bucks. You lost it for the company or the corporation, but you didn't feel it. And so even with me saying that, and as painful as it is, I've learned to take it in stride and understand that it's just a part of the game. And I can't let my whole life and my whole self-identity be wrapped up in my business, in you know, my emails, in my podcast, in my Instagram, in our Facebook, in our newsletter. like that's not who I am. It's part of who I am. And for me, it's a big part of my identity and how I identify myself and you know how I feel I'm doing every single day. But more so, it's like, how happy am I? I think that's the conversation we all have to have with each other. Am I happy every single day? And if the answer is no, more often than not, maybe you need to switch jobs and change careers. And I think the biggest reason people don't do it is maybe it's fear of failure and fear of being embarrassed or whatever it may be. But a lot of times people are buying themselves into financial situations that they can't get out of. And that's the reason they feel like they have to be at job X to make a certain amount of money. Because if I don't make this money, I can't make my house payment and my car payment. And I can't pay for my student loans. And I can't, you know, finance this fancy ass fucking lifestyle I'm living that I really don't have to live. Now, it's not everybody out there, but that's a lot of people. My advice would be this, just straight up front, the simple version. And this is from a podcast we did titled Less is More. I would downgrade your lifestyle in terms of material stuff and possessions to be happier. Because if you're not built for a job to be the number one person, if you're not built to be the CEO, if you're not built to make $100, $200, $300, $4,000 a year, maybe just acquire less stuff and take a job with less stress. If you're not meant to do, you know, high-stress sales, whether it be medical sales, pharmaceutical sales, if you're not meant to be uh, a broker, like if you're not meant to be like a person, even people who do retail for that matter, like I would never want to do retail, like not knowing how much money is coming in or out. Um, I necessarily, I don't. I think I would be fine doing real estate because I would just, I see a lot of gaps in the market. I think I could crush a lot of people if I loved it, but I wouldn't want to live in a space where I didn't know there's a certain amount of money coming in every single month. Even as an entrepreneur. I like to create multiple streams and have a control of the ecosystem. The point I'm driving at is I think a lot of you out there would be better off with less. And take a ride with me for a second as I say this. Sometimes in your life, less is more. And a lot of you have heard me say this before. And what I mean is taking a job and living a lifestyle where you have less stress, where you have less demanding goals, less drama, less problems, less obligations, Less major distractions. Now, that probably also comes with having less material stuff. Um, You probably have less square footage at your house. Your house, you know, your appliances or your countertops and your backsplash might be a little bit outdated, but you're not so fucking stressed every single day that you're sick to your stomach. You don't dread going into work. You don't have anxiety about going to meetings, but you might not have the nicest car either. You might drive a 2012 when it's 2020, but if it doesn't make you sick every day and you don't hate your fucking life don't you think that'd be a great trade-off that's just me spitballing right here think of a life with less debt for shit that you really don't probably need and really isn't probably bringing you happiness now with the asterisk I'm not against stuff you guys if you can afford it and you're happy by all means do it but a lot of people can't and they're working a job just to facilitate a lifestyle that's deep down making them fucking sick miserable and depressed now think if you had a life of more, a life with more free time, doesn't that sound pretty cool? A life with more adventure, and and doesn't got to mean taking a trip to, you know, Mykonos, it doesn't mean you got to do, you know, a bomb ass weekend at, you know, Coachella with all your friends and, and ball out and buy a bunch of fancy shit and do crazy stuff, no, I mean adventure, like going for a hike with your friends, riding bikes to your favorite brewery or restaurant, like... Literally, you know, going camping, if that's what your thing is, or just playing sports with your homies, you know, doing cannonballs in a pool, listening to music, like basic adventure shit. Think of a life with more fun, more growth, more personal relationships that really matter. Think of a life with more inspiration, more passion, more social capital, like the real internal, you know, net worth, not just dollars in the bank. And the reason I say it is because I ask you a lot of you guys, are you really chasing your dreams? Are you really living your dreams? Are you just doing things because that's what, quote unquote, you were supposed to do? That's what your mom and dad said you should do. That's what society said you should do. And you're just kind of following the path that was laid out for you. And you're not taking the road less traveled. Are you a person who's just kind of going through the motions? Taking life as it's presented to you, following the masses, trying to, you know, climb the corporate ladder to the next job and the next job because that's what you're supposed to do at quote unquote this stage of life. And are you just trying to do shit to keep up with the Joneses? Because oftentimes we get lost. We don't know where our North Star is. We don't know why we're doing things. We know what we're doing. We don't know why the fuck we're doing them. We forget what truly matters in life. We get off track. We get confused. And we use our time chasing things and shit that really don't mean anything to us whatsoever. And to me, that's crazy. Why would you wake up every single day and do something you don't want to do in 2019? I get it. Your great grandma probably didn't have a choice. She was born in Lincoln, Nebraska, she didn't have the internet, she didn't even know other shit existed in the world, and so she was probably stuck just doing whatever she had to do, whatever life she was born into. You are not. You have the most powerful device that have ever existed and it's in your fucking hand every single day. Stop scrolling on Instagram and watching my life and listening to me ramble on and do something with that. You have the ability to create freedom in your life if you choose to. Now, there's going to be a trade-off there for sure. I'm not saying go out and start your own business, but no, you can do multiple jobs to earn revenue. You can take a different job that maybe pays less but stresses you out less. You have more freedom and free time, but you don't have as nice of a refrigerator. At the end of the day, what matters to you most? Having fancy appliances that match, or not having fucking anxiety three to four times a week over some dumbass task and shit you're doing? I'll let you guys answer that. I just don't want to see people and hear their stories of them suffering and struggling because you are the CEO of your own life. For better or worse, you are the technician. You're the manager, you're the accountant, you're the gender. In every situation, every problem and event you encounter in your life, nobody else is responsible for your success and your happiness but you. That's it. Nobody is making you work somewhere. You're choosing to do that. And maybe you feel like you're pigeonholed into it because you have debt from your former life or from your student loans or your house or your car. But just know those are things you can get rid of if you choose to and that might sound extreme and I might sound crazy but I'll harp on it till the day that I die if you are not happy what are we even doing here anyway if you don't enjoy your life and you're not getting fulfillment and joy and happiness from it most days or at least parts of every single day why are we even here you don't have to keep up with the Joneses you don't have to keep up with anybody nobody cares how big your house is Nobody cares what kind of tile you have in your bathroom floor. Nobody cares what kind of fucking car you drive. And honestly, nobody cares about your job title. Because that's not what your legacy is. Think of all the most important people in your life. If it's your mom, if it's your dad. My dad's important to me. I don't identify him as a truck driver. That's what he did as a job. That's not who the fuck he is. Like, my mom, for example, like, I don't think of her as like a sales manager. That's what she did. For like 30 fucking years. That's not who she is to me. Like, that's not what people are to us in our lives. You can change these things if they're causing you unhappiness. Now, take things with a grain of salt. Know, you know, when you're being soft and you're just, you know, kind of making excuses and you can't push through adversity, but also know when you're not happy. There's a fine line there and there's a difference. Know when you're just making excuses and you're complaining and bitching and whining about something, and know when it's really causing you to be sad and depressed and really changing how you feel and live your life. And ask yourself, is this really what I want to do with my time on this earth? Because it is so short. It is so precious. And I think life is far too short and it's far too fragile to sit and do a bunch of dumb shit you don't want to do just for a paycheck to buy stuff because we don't care. I don't, certainly. And I, I think at the core, nobody else really does either. And the story I'll share is this: I remember my wife, and I've talked about this before, when she got her first like real promotion in corporate America. She had called me, I was working my one corporate job that I've ever had that which I fucking hated. Um, but that's me. I, I, you're not, I'm not saying "Be me, I'm not telling you to quit your job. please don't do that, but do something that makes you happy. Whether it's by yourself or probably for working for somebody else in some other organization and company for sure, or taking a different position in your company that maybe pays you twenty-two thousand dollars less, but you know what, you're super happy and you love your life. Twenty-two grand, thirty-two grand, forty-five thousand bucks a year isn't worth you being miserable and stressed and sad. It just isn't. there's no amount of money you could pay me to be stressed. There just isn't. So, I share when my wife got her first real promotion at her corporate job, she had called me. And it's like I'm feeling really sick. I think something's wrong with me, and she's not like that. She's a, she's a gangster, and so typically she has a, a pretty high pain tolerance and threshold. So when she says things like that, I tend to believe her that like she really has something wrong going on. And so I I come home, and she's like, "Can you grab me some soup from Trader Joe's? I'm feeling sick, and I just like I don't know what's going on." So we sat there, and she just really had this anxiety, and she had, oddly enough, here's the turning point. At the same time, she's going for a major promotion in about a day. And she's starting for like these super intense interviews where it's like a handful of people, they go through these panels, she has to give all these examples and case studies and present it to them and and show she can take the next step. And long story short, she's not getting any better so like, can you take me to urgent care? And this is before the days of like GPS and iPhones and so I don't know where I'm going. So I'm driving around like You know, somewhere in random Phoenix, I get into the avenues, and if you're from here, you know what I'm talking about. I get into the avenues. We go to an urgent care, and we walk in, and it's like the biggest train wreck ever. There's like, you know, people speaking eight different languages. I don't know what's going on. There's a guy changing his baby's diaper on the table in front of me. There's baby shit everywhere. There's three people over here look like they're ready to stab me in the neck. And we sat there to try to get an appointment. They're like, "Yeah, it'll be 45 minutes." We sat there for about probably 20 minutes. Then my wife said, I'm okay, let's go. And I'm like, well, what? I thought, I thought you were like dying. Like you were so sick. You're... She said, no, I'm okay, let's go. And we get into the car and we're driving home. And she still doesn't feel perfect, but she's like, we figured out it was anxiety. She had physically stressed herself out and worried so much about these interviews that she had made herself physically sick. Like she was physically ill and did not feel good to the point of where it was causing her to have almost like, I don't want to say a panic attack, but like this, you know, physical sickness caused on my mental stress, which is causing her to have like this mini breakdown. Now, and I'm sure she is okay with me sharing this too. She went through some other transitions at her job later on and had a similar thing for an extended period of time where she was taking every micro thing from work, And making it a macro thing and putting it under a magnifying glass and stressing out and going, you know, almost like kind of crazy on me every single day. And happy to say in the last year of her life, she's changed more in in a year than she had in probably the previous 10 years I've known her and probably the, you know, the previous 20 years of her life. And now she's to a point where she can put things into perspective because we as a team didn't do things. Financially, to put us in a stupid position, which would cause her unneeded stress where she would feel like she had to do certain things. There's a a sense of less is more there. There's a sense of freedom that she's living with that I don't think a lot of her friends and coworkers can live with. And she has perspective in that now because she's been through it and she can now identify the problem and see, hey, I was worrying about a bunch of shit that really wasn't that important anyway. And the crazy thing is most of the time when you guys are in that state, In your career, in your job, going for these goals, doing through these transitions, the act of worrying and the anxiety in that state of purgatory you're in is oftentimes way worse than the end result that you're even going to come to fruition with anyway. And I would always say to her when I come home, I go, what's the worst case scenario? They fire you? Cool. You're not dead. Your life isn't over. It's just a job. And I don't mean to downplay your careers because they are important and they are a part of who you are and part of your hard work and, and, and a part of your achievement, but not part of your success. And I say that because those are two different things. And I just did a video which will pop on Instagram as well. Achievement and success are not the same. Achievements are things you get done. You graduate from college. That's an achievement. You get a job. That's an achievement. You pay off your house. that's an achievement. You become a millionaire, that's an achievement. You pay off your student loans, that's an achievement. Success is a feeling. Success doesn't just come from achievements. Now they can connect, but success is how you feel. And not just in the moment, but success is something you feel every single day. That's why I always laugh when people say, well, so-and-so does this for a job, they're successful. No, you got it wrong. They achieved a position. They might be financially free, and financially, they might be quote-unquote successful, depending on if you think someone who's a millionaire is successful or you have to have $5 million to be successful. But just because somebody has a job doesn't mean they're successful. Just because somebody's famous doesn't mean they're successful because you don't know how they feel. Achievement is something you do. It's a, it's a thing you check off a box. Success is something you live with. And only the people who really feel like how I feel saying it today, know what I'm talking about. And you know when you're successful in something, you feel a certain way about it. That's the difference. And the reason I tell you guys not to stress about a job and that you're not your job and that you're much more than that for the simple fact of if you died today, the company you work for, more often than not, wouldn't skip a beat. It wouldn't matter. They would be sad for a day They'd send out an email, and they probably already have a plan in place to give your accounts, give your clients, give your role to somebody else. Or they're going to think in their head, okay, shit, Susie's dead. Who's going to do her job? Are we going to hire somebody new? Are we going to break up the task to other people? How are we going to handle these accounts? How are we going to handle this role? Who's going to do this meeting? What can we do to keep this train moving? Now, I don't think that's them being assholes, partially maybe, but it's business. It's a machine. It can't stop, especially the bigger ones, because they have people to answer to. They have shareholders. They have a board to talk to. Every 90 days, they have to answer. Did you hit your Q1 goals? Did you hit your Q2 goals? You know, What's the forecast look like? Do you have SKUs for us? The show has to go on whether you're there or not. And I hope they make you feel like you're part of a team. And I hope they make you feel like you're appreciated and you matter. And you do. And everything's great until you don't hit your goals. Then you're in trouble. Then we have to have you talk to, quote unquote, the higher ups. And when people hear that, it's the same thing like with school. You're in trouble. Your grades weren't good enough. Do you, if you're an adult and you're listening to me, do you realize how worthless your fucking grades were now? I hope you understand that your GPA doesn't mean shit in the real world and in life. It matters 0%. Where you graduated, whatever accolades you had, valedictorian, magna cum laude, cum laude, whatever, like it doesn't mean anything. I graduated college cum laude just for the record. It doesn't mean fucking shit to my life. I don't identify with it. I don't care about it. Anybody who's hired me in the past 15 years has never asked about it. It means nothing. But yet, when it happens in your corporate job, you freak the fuck out. It's the same thing, you guys. It's the school system at the next level. It doesn't mean anything. It's a a verbal warning. It's a written warning. And I understand it's your job. But guess what? There's a ton of jobs out there. And if this one is causing you stress and dragging you down, I would look for something that's going to make you happier. And understand... You won't get the nicest house then probably, or you might, you might fund something you love. Way- here's the, here's the crazy shit of all this. You might have to downsize your entire life and, and drive older shit and live in, you know, maybe not the nicest house, whatever, but it's fine, but you're happy. And to me, that's a great trade off. I would live, you know, in, in a studio condo with my wife and my dog, if it meant we're happy as fuck. And whether she, whether she would want to do that with me or not, I don't know, but I'd be willing to do it if it meant I, I could do this job and this job paid me $27,000 a year, but I loved it. I would be 100% okay with that. And I mean that to my fucking core and I'll never change that stance for all my life. I never will. Um, but for you guys, the crazy thing might be this. If you're doing something that's stressing you out and you hate, you might find something else you like to do. And if you love it, <sighs> the crazy thing is you might make more money doing it. Maybe not up front, maybe not initially, but you might find something you love and you might have a side hustle or a passion project that you want to run with that really lights you up, that really brings you joy, and then you're really winning. And you know what? Maybe you'll make more than you made at your old job. And even if at your job you quit and you made 96000 bucks a year and you do something different that you really love and you're making fifty-two, that might be the better option. And I think sometimes we feel like that would be embarrassing if we got fired or we quit or we took something that was a quote-unquote lower position or something that wasn't as prestigious to society. But at the end of the day, prestige doesn't help you sleep at night. Society's thoughts don't help you sleep at night. Your friends' opinions don't help you sleep at night. You have to live with yourself and with the feeling that you have every single day. And the whole world can think, quote unquote, "You're successful," but if you don't feel like you're successful and you're not happy and 12 times a year you feel sick to your stomach because of what you do for a living, to me that isn't worth it personally. I'm not telling you guys what to do. I just hear the stories here and I present you with how I would live my life. And the last thing I'll share with you is, is my own personal stuff. Um, I used to get and I I used to get sick every Sunday before I go to school. And I didn't know what it was. I didn't even know the word anxiety existed. or any, I, didn't, I didn't understand what that is. And now I know as an adult, I had anxiety every Sunday for my entire life. From ages probably 9 till 23 or 4, I had anxiety every Sunday night. Because, and it would ruin my day. Honestly, about Sunday, probably about 2 o'clock, I would get sick to my stomach. And so it would start to ruin NFL football for me. Uh, Which really pisses me off uh, now that I think about it. But I would be so, I just didn't want to be there. I just, I felt like, you know, teachers would always get on me because my grades weren't as good and I I couldn't do certain things as well as other kids because I didn't understand the importance of school and certain, you know, hard skills I didn't have or acquire. And it just really made me feel like shit. And I wasn't happy doing it. I didn't want to have to deal with a chemistry teacher telling me how, you know, for lack of a better word, how dumb I was because I, couldn't understand the fucking, you know, element chart I was looking at, which by the way is completely worthless. I felt that way. And in my corporate job, I was lucky enough to have, you know, leadership that was, you know, directly above me that was pretty cool. And even, you know, they were cool, but the people who were telling them what to do weren't cool. And so they have to come and harp on you about numbers and goals. And I get that's how businesses run, but they make you feel like a piece of shit. And I never had fun doing it, doing some remedial task, And The benefit to me was I could quit because I had nothing and I I really had nothing to lose. And I know a lot of you guys have kids and families and, you know, bigger mortgages and, and car payments and student loans and other obligations that I didn't have when I just, you know, quit and said, fuck it, if it doesn't work, I can do something else. But I think for a lot of you, I'll share this quote with you and another Tyler Durden, you know, magical one here. It's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. I repeat that because it's more powerful than you guys know it's only after we've lost everything that we are free to do anything in life and so for a lot of you what if you could start over today you didn't have the huge mortgage payment you didn't have you know to drive a certain kind of car to look fancy to people You didn't have to have designer glasses and shoes and bags and you didn't have to live in that neighborhood specifically or you could just you know live in the same zip code but downgrade your house instead of 3,000 square feet you lived in an 18,000 square foot house but it meant you could do some shit you like to do that didn't stress you out and that bought you more happiness and yeah maybe it meant you couldn't you know take as fancy of trips but is that what really lights you up is that what really makes you happy to me if I could never travel the world but it meant I felt you know, free every day and I felt happy and I didn't carry the burden of stress and anxiety and depression a lot of people live with every day, I think I'd be okay with that because the feeling that I don't have every day is everything. And what I mean by don't have is I'm not stressed to the tilt. I don't have anxiety up the ass. I'm not depressed. I'm not super sad. I don't take all the losses like, you know, the world's gonna end. I don't dread somebody calling me, telling me I suck shit. Like and again, I run my own business, you guys. I've taken four humongous losses this week, bigger than most of you are gonna take the entire year. And that's just part of the game. It's what I signed up for. But and that's life. There's always gonna be peaks and valleys, right? But again, it's five thirty on a Friday. I'm gonna wrap this up. I'm gonna get my workout in. I'm gonna go home, hang out with my wife. Maybe we'll have sex. Who knows? It's crazy. If we want to live dangerously, we might do that tonight. And I'm going to wake up early. I'm going to come in here on Saturday. And I'm going to work with people who are super cool. And we're going to rip it. And we're going to film content. And we'll maybe drop another cast. And we'll do some work. But it's work I enjoy doing. And I'm not stressed about it. And I'm not dreading it. And whether you know I ever become the greatest, insert whatever, fitness person ever. Or I become a person whose net worth is worth $20 million bucks or $5 million bucks, Does that shit really matter? No. You guys aren't going to remember me for, you know, fitness workouts. And you're not going to remember your mom or dad for their job either. You remember me by the things I said to you, more than likely. And the way I made you feel when you listened to me talk. And all this shit was free. and It was something I wanted to do. And you guys have the power to change your life too. You really do. And I don't do this for money and stuff. Um, Part of it maybe I do for legacy. But it makes me feel good. And selfishly... By me giving back to you guys and relaying, you know, the lessons I've learned here from working with people from all walks of life, you know, rich to in the middle to, you know, barely getting by, happiness is the game. Perspective is the game. Gratitude is the game. And that's all there really is. And we get so wrapped up in thinking we have to do things on certain timelines and we have to do them because so-and-so said, you know, this is the time to do it and when to do it. And, you know, if you climb the corporate ladder, you're successful in this. And just hear me out here. Those are achievements success is a feeling and the feeling you should chase of success is and again that's why I always say success is happiness and so if we know success is a feeling and we know success is the same as happiness wouldn't we just chase happiness every day is not that the game we should all be playing how happy can we be how fulfilled how much gratitude can we have every fucking day when we wake up just be like holy shit this is my life and it might not be perfect but man it's pretty fucking awesome And if I don't like the shit that sucks in it, I can change it. Because as we know, you are the CEO of your life, for better or worse. You're the technician, you're the manager, you're the accountant, you're the janitor of every situation and every problem you encounter every single day. And nobody is responsible for your success and your happiness but you. So if you're doing some shit that you hate, just know... You can quit, and you can do something different. You are much more than your job, and every person who's important to you in your life and has ever been important to you, you do not identify them as a truck driver, as a firefighter, as an account executive, as a banker. They're your mom. They're your dad. They're your brother. They're your sister. They're your funny friend who drinks too much. There's your friend who says inappropriate shit, or they're your mutant robot fitness friend who provides a different value in your life but they're not their jobs. And you aren't either. So don't let a career and a job stress you out and act like that's the only thing that matters or that's the biggest thing in your life because it isn't. Being happy is the biggest thing in your life. And if you can do that at your job, which I would urge you to do, you're going to be winning on levels that you don't even know exist yet. So take that for what it's worth, you guys. I'm just throwing that out there to help any of you right now who are struggling with you know, the corporate bullshit or goals or metrics, or you lost your job, or you're just in a different search for it, I would urge you not to chase achievements and material things. I would urge you to chase success and the feeling of success, which to me is happiness. That's the game. It always has been. It always will be. So if you're on iTunes right now, stop Don't be a lazy ass. Please drop me a five-star. Leave a comment. Um, If you're on your phone, just the podcast app, scroll down, five-star, leave a message. If you're on your MacBook or like an iPad, hit the iTunes app, do the same thing. And please share this with a friend or family member, somebody who is struggling with their job and their life right now, and they feel like they're at a crossroads, and they don't know if they can do it or if they want to do it. Um, I'm not telling them to quit. But start looking for things that would make you happier. And see if there isn't some material shit and stuff you can get rid of and get out of. And stop thinking about achievements and stuff. Start thinking about experience and happiness as the thing you should be striving for every single day. And if you do that, the funny thing is, I think over time, you'll end up making more money. And even if you don't, you'll be happy as fuck along the way. So, anything else you guys want to hear in the podcast uh hit me up, shoot me a message. I have a bunch of stuff from a bunch of my fitness homies I am gonna share maybe tomorrow or maybe even Sunday, but I had to do this because I just there's two or three people this week who have relayed this message to me either directly or indirectly um that I think it can help because we've all been there we've all had anxiety, we've all been super stressed over you know whether it be school or you know corporate America or a job or Certain metrics we're supposed to hit and we come up short and just know like these things don't matter at the end of the day. Yeah, they do right now in the micro, but in the macro of your life, is it going to matter five months from now or five years from now? And if it isn't, don't waste more than five fucking minutes worrying about it because it's not worth it, man. Don't let something today rob you of the joy tomorrow because I I did that for many, many years and I just got to the point where I said, fuck it, man. And the less shit I cared about, the happier I got. I think you guys will be the same. So, Until next time, eat well, train hard, be nice to people, and please, you guys, keep chasing success and keep doing shit you love with people you enjoy because your life is too short not to. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.